and welcome back to the CSC Talk podcast. It's just me on my own today and what a loss against Brighton and I couldn't invite any other guests today to discuss the situation with Chelsea and it'll be more of a rant today because this is this is quite a annoying um, performance and quite a frustrating performance from Chelsea. Diving straight into it, the overview, I mean, Graham Potter's first loss under Chelsea uh, perfect record before this out of nine games, six wins and three draws. And now finally that one loss in this 10th game and against a team like Brighton, his ex-team, we knew they were going to be coming here for, for three points. They were not going to sit around and, and be fine with it. And obviously the fans made it very clear that they're not a big fan of Potter leaving Brighton and joining Chelsea with the boos and intimidating uh, the full 90 minutes, I guess, not just the manager, but the players as well. So, um, Really, really disappointing in that in that sense. And then, realistically, the first loss against Brighton in over sixty years, um, which is also quite sad to see. Yeah, and it's it's quite a surprising loss uh, for against again. I guess what I'm most surprised about is Graham Potter knows his Brighton team in and out, and that's what confuses me a lot. Because as a manager who's coached Brighton, brought them to what they are right now, for him to lose against his old team against his old teammates. Uh, against his own players is is quite a, a surprising fact to know and we knew they were not going to come here just for a point they wanted the three points they wanted to show what they were made of and they did uh, I know we, we've we've heard Pep talk about this as well how defensively or how intense they are and how much Man City struggled beating them as well so a club like Man City a manager like Pep saying that compared to Chelsea where we've really been struggling the last few years last few games um, we should have taken that into account and we should have come up with with solutions for this game because clearly this was a game we could have gotten three points in but we really did we really didn't do enough and, and it's it's quite frustrating and I don't want to keep repeating myself here because this is, this will be kind of a rant but um Silva with the start that we had I mean you know the first five minutes he had to make two or three clearances and that off the line clearance was a great one but then after that those two errors that he made uh really didn't help us at all at all um Trossard he we were just we were just letting him free. It, it was like we were giving him a license to do whatever he wanted without any concern. Uh, and and he did what he did. I mean, he scored that first goal in under five minutes and then he was causing so many issues. Ruben lost his and challenge with the two own goals. I know we'll get into that as well. Um, but it's, 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 I guess, the... The, the awakening for Chelsea because we've got Newcastle next who've been in incredible form with their players and Arsenal as well obviously top of the league they've just beaten uh, Nottingham Forest 5-0 uh, today when I'm recording this so yeah it is it is not going to be easy for Chelsea before that World Cup kicks in to try and get as many points as they can in this Premier League campaign and getting into the lineups for, for the game it was very very frustrating very frustrating seeing the lineup and it's it's I'm going to recall a lot of the fans who were going after Thomas Tuchel for for putting up wingers in left wing backs and right right wing back positions, midfielders in those positions with Loftus Cheek. Um, I know you know the amount of times Pulisic has started there, Callum Hudson-Odoi started there under Tuchel, and now we're seeing exactly the same thing happen against uh, under Potter as well. Um, Sterling and Pulisic as your right and left wing backs is not the solution to Brighton's uh, attacking uh, capabilities. You don't defend Marsh, Hossard, uh, Lalana, and Miltoma with, with Sterling and Pulisic as your right wing backs and left wing backs. You just can't. And, and we saw that the crosses they put in, the chances that they were creating from that was 
really troubling Chelsea. And most of all, Kepa and Rita Balaga just unable to read those crosses. The amount of times he had to come off his line, make those last-minute saves or try and get the ball cleared out is 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 it was not nice to see. Chelsea were really getting bogged down in every area. There was not a single area on the pitch where Chelsea were dominating or trying to cause any issues to Brighton. And that's what we saw. And don't understand why Kakarea has been starting at left left center back. It's just doesn't make any sense to me. We've got someone like Aspi who could come in, Chalaba could move into that left center back position. I'm pretty sure you can do a better job than Kukurea in there and bring Aspi in as your third center back if you want to play a three at the back. You play at the four at the back if you want because Mafana's injured. Uh, we don't have any other option in, in defense and, and we really need to figure this thing out because we can't have players play opposition. Kukurea should have been the one playing at left wing back. Chilwell could have come in as well because we could have had him play there as well. And it... it, it what was what was Potter thinking when, when he made that decision? You know, we could have had that Aspi come in and then Kukurea would have sit this one out or maybe Chilwell in the left wing back position. Why isn't he playing? And what, what's up with him and, and Potter not picking him? And it, it, it makes no sense to me. And then you look at the lineup and you go, well, Gallagher's playing, Mount's playing, Kovacic playing, Loftus-Cheek is playing. And you've got four midfielders and you think, well, this team can overload the midfield. This team will control the ball and suddenly... You see Mount and Gallagher playing on the wing. Uh, Kovacic and Loftus-Cheek are in the world of their own. They can't figure out for the, for the best of what they can do. And, and they're they're really struggling to keep the ball. And, um, you know, I want to give credit to, to Brighton midfield here for, for constantly being intense and constantly attacking us uh, to keep, uh, keep the pressure on us. And that's what they did the whole time, uh, especially in that first half in that opening few minutes. And, and it, I'm running out of words to say here in terms of, how I felt because it was generally just frustrating, frustrating, frustrating again and again and again. And it was just, they were overloading the midfield. We were getting uh, out of position. We had so many players out of position. We saw that with Silva in the first five minutes, Ariza Balaga in that as well. Kukurea unable to defend and and stamp a mark in that left-hand side with, with, uh, with Serling in there. So yes, this whole Potter's tactic of overlapping wing backs, Pulisic and Sterling go higher upfield, Mount and Gallagher come into the centre helping out Havertz. On paper, it's amazing, but you want these players on the night to perform as well for that to work. And and clearly on that day, it just did not work. It just, we, we couldn't figure it for the life of us how to figure that out. I mean, Loftus-Cheek, we played him in the centre, ineffective. We played him at right wing back, ineffective. There was no nothing from lost the chic on the night and there was just it was just a wasteful player to play on that night in my opinion like it was why were we playing him in those positions when it's not his positions play him where he's meant to be playing play politics where he's meant to be playing play sterling where he's meant to be playing why are we experimenting with players out of position i've never really heard had heard a lot of these players playing out of position on a regular basis especially when there are no injuries we could have as aspi in that right position <laughs> There's so many options to go with. And I'm looking back and I'm saying, what was Potter thinking? This was really him just throwing stuff in there thinking, oh, it's going to work. It's right and it's fine. Uh, without me, they're nothing. Well, they literally showed us what they can do, even without um, Graham Potter. Heading into that first half, I mean, right from the get-go, we've mentioned this many times, Silva. Ah, uh, Silva, Silva, Silva. Yes, he's 38. Yes, the age is a factor. Yes, he's been incredible for Chelsea this season and he's probably been one of our most key players. But we can't expect him to play every single game. We can't expect it. It, it was a Brest Brom-esque 
performance on that night from the defense. You know, Silva, Chalaba, both lost in their worlds. Kukare, I've already said enough about him, but honestly, we were just lost in that back three. We had no control. We had nothing. And every time Brighton would press us, um, their counter press, whenever they we lost the ball, was incredible because we were out of position. We had to cover up. And, and this is where the midfield comes into a position where you've got four midfielders and none of them have none of them have the knowledge to go back and help the defense and, and clear out or, or make that lateral. There is no intensity. There is no commitment in this team right now where someone's literally running across the pitch like Kante does and making that tackle. Whether he gets a yellow card, whether it's a foul, stop the play, stop it. Make, that, make them fetch the ball as well. Because the more they have the ball, the more we're going to struggle off the ball. We've never been a team that's been good off the ball. We've always been good in possession. And now suddenly we're playing against a team who like who kept the ball on the night. You know, realistically, not sure how much they do it on the regular basis. Yes, we had more possession, but look, this this was a game we should have we should have dominated. And Brighton aren't an easy team to win against, but at the same time, I do expect Chelsea to be a Brighton team who hasn't lost their who hasn't won their last five games. Uh, they've had one draw, four losses. A new manager's come in. Their whole coaching staff has changed. Uh, I guess the mentality around the team is going to be changed since Potter's left. So it's one of those charity FC moments where we've just given away three points where we could have had those. We could have had, could have gone fifth or fourth. <laughs> we, could, we could have been fourth in the in the league right now um, ahead of ahead of Newcastle and Man United in terms of goal difference. But Newcastle, what a turnaround they've had this season. Um, it's it's nice to see some more competitiveness and, and knowing that we have them in a few weeks' time is kind of scary with the form that they're in and, and the players that they've they've been scoring goals with. But you know, Gallagher missing that chance in that first half, Pulisic as well. Those are the chances we we got to be scoring. And under Tuchel, we talked about lack of creativity, lack of chances, lack of goal scoring opportunities. We've we've not had that problem under Potter. We've had so many chances. Um, Gallagher with his crosses as well he's been doing a lot better in those but we didn't see a lot of that in that night but um, that cross you know Gallagher should have put that in um, Christian Pulisic on that rebound should have hit that in, in on the back of the net it should have gone over the bar just unacceptable because these are things that, that that are basic skills for footballers finishing is something that's very basic for footballers passing finishing these are things that, that you don't teach footballers they just know it naturally you train them on those but you can't sit there and guide them on what to do in certain situations that just comes as a natural instinct and I guess a lot of these Chelsea players haven't had that maybe it's because of the confidence the lack of goals that they've scored a lack of um, you know opportunities that they convert and, and that's the lack of confidence again it just comes down to this I know I'm going to keep repeating myself often Kepa, after that horrific first half, subbed off in the first half. I mean, because of that injury concern, I uh, hope he's all right because honestly, nothing to blame for him for uh, on that night as well. He's been incredible for Chelsea. Hoping that he does come back. I think he, he might be rested for that um, Salzburg game this this midweek, but we will hopefully see him against Arsenal and then hopefully against Newcastle, maybe even um, Man Manchester City. If not, uh, Mendy might get that might might get the nod ahead of him as well. Uh, the only concern I had with Kepa or the only issue I had with Kepa on the night was um, he was just unable to, because of our defence being all over the place, he was just unable to um, decide whether he wanted to go in and, and 
get a cross intercepted or he wanted to punch a ball out or pass the ball to who and what to do in certain situations. And I think that's more to blame the defence than Kepa himself. And and that's why I wouldn't give him a really bad rating for this match. I mean, he did what he can do best. And as a goalkeeper, you never want to be in a position where your defence is all over the place and you suddenly have to defend um, your own goal by yourself. So um really can't can't fault him for that obviously there are some things that he might have been able to improve on there are some things that we could have improved on as as a team in defense um before we even head into you know Kepa and his, his errors on the night but um second half we walked out and you really thought this team might be or is capable of um scoring that few goals and I will I'll be honest when when we were three 0 down at halftime I really knew we weren't going to get three goals this is it's not a Chelsea team that has the has the character to uh, punch through three goals and get a draw away from this game and and call it a night and maybe say, well, it was a bad day, but at least we recovered or or get that win. Um, and it, it was it was it was one of those. And and you know when that goal went in after halftime, great from from Kai Havertz scoring that goal, great assist from Gallagher. Um, as I was spoke, speaking about the cross cross situation with Gallagher and the amount of chances that he's trying to create, well, that we saw that in the second half, and we thought, well, maybe there is a slight chance. If not, at least we'll see a better Chelsea on the night. So, but clearly not. You know, they they did score that fourth goal and really ended all of our hopes, even though that came right at the end of the uh, end of the game. But you know three goals in the first half. This Chelsea team does not have the character or the intensity to, to do whatever. Um, yeah, but, but in the end, honestly, players need to show up, um, make those fouls in midfield, in 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 the um, in the midfield area, in their in the opposition's half, stop the play. You know, that's the best way to to defend. Honestly, take a foul, get your team behind, get your men behind the ball, get ready for that defense rather than having to chase down a counter-press or a counter-attack the opposition does. And um, Trossard on the night really, really made us work. And, and Marsh as well. Honestly, Scully Marsh, uh, shout-out to him on that night. I mean, what a game he had as well uh, in terms of know, stats, but in terms of just troubling on that left-hand side, Pecoria Sterling had nothing. They could not do anything on that night against him, um, which is why Kukurea was was really cooked on the night, if you want to call it that. And yeah, I mean, we, we went to Brighton. What were we expecting? It was never going to be an easy task. It's an away game. Uh, Brighton, players are going to be charged up. Managers going to be charged up. Fans are going to be charged up against Potter. It's the first time he's going there. And they've got nothing to lose. Their record against us is shit anyway. So it's not like They've got anything to lose on the night. If anything, that that's the passion they had to beat Chelsea and show the world or show the Premier League or show England that you know what we're, we're we were not just here because of Potter. We were here because of the players and the quality of players we have, and that's what they showed us on the night. Five games, five games in a row lost. Agreed, some tough games on the road, but um, when you beat Chelsea four um, one, it, it does make a big statement, and it, it is going to be. A headline news for the for the next day and you know it it it's just it's just you know going back to the point of, of not starting those wingers again in conclusion um politics certainly would should have been made way up front you know we waited 79 minutes to make that change about politic uh 63 63rd minute for for sterling and 
even then we brought out what Abamyang uh, and, and Broya, um, thinking we were going to get those goes those two goals that we needed, the three goals to win the game, but clearly wasn't going to happen with the midfield and the defensive issues that we were seeing on the night and the pressing that Brighton were on. It wasn't just the first half, they were doing it in the second half as well. And in in hindsight, I'm questioning a lot of things right now. And there's a lot that I'm thinking about in terms of the players, in terms of the manager itself and the board and the decisions that we're making because we shouldn't be in this position. We shouldn't be fucking fighting for these, these games like that. We should be winning these games comfortably. We should be defeating teams like this 4-5-0, if anything. And these are not games that we need to be worried about going into. These are games where we should have our backups playing. We should have our second team play these games and fucking win the games. We shouldn't be doing, we shouldn't be put in this position. And we've seen that under multiple managers. And, and every time it just seems like we just keep hitting the reset button, takes us back a few years and suddenly Chelsea's in a rebuild again. And then we rebuild something, we win a trophy or two and now suddenly it's going to shits again. We need to be consistent. We need to have a team that's consistent, man. Um, it, we're just not consistent enough and, and we won't get anywhere like that. Um, we really need to work hard for our wins here and solve the issues. And no Potter said after the post-match, this is just the least of our worries because there's there's going to be a lot more tough games ahead for Chelsea before we can have a team that can start winning matches regularly and, and perform really well. But we shouldn't have had to have those games. We shouldn't have had to, we shouldn't have those um, games to play with. We should be going into every game thinking we're going to win the game. Um, just, just keep shrugging my shoulders at this point in terms of a review because that is that is what it was. That is exactly what it was and how annoying it was. And there's not much much to say. We just need to be consistent. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, shambles of a game uh, on the weekend, Zagreb on the midweek and. Please, Potter, play players in the position, Matt. This is a game where nothing can go wrong. We lose, we still qualify. It's fine. Um, we qualify second, but if you're on a top to group, we got to beat Zagreb. And it won't come playing a team like this again. We need to switch things around. Broya needs to start that game. Mount needs to start. We need to make an intense, intense performance on that night and make a statement because... Yes, the record's still great. Six wins, three draws, one losses in 10. But a lot of it now comes down to how we bounce back against Zagreb. And we lost that game under Tuchel. Um, and, and the last thing you want is this manager lo losing that game as well. Um, we will be resting. Obviously, yeah, I said, I said Mount might be starting, but I think he might be resting on the night. Um, Kepa resting on the night as well. Silva as well. Chalaba maybe. Um, as well, you'll you'll see a lot of players resting because we've got Arsenal, which is God knows how we're going to handle that one. But um, that's one to look out for, and and not just the Arsenal game, but we've got Man City next week, next midweek, and then after that Newcastle before everyone heads out to the World Cup. And for those of you watching us, make sure to subscribe, make sure to leave a like rating, make sure to follow us all of our social media pages. We'll be covering the World Cup as much as possible. Obviously, there's games, there's games going to be every single day. There's about the four games on Sundays as well, so. Um, we we will do regular podcasts, but we'll try and keep it, um, or at least I'll come on and, and jump on and talk about stuff so that at least we can 
talk about stuff and, and cover a lot of the Chelsea players that will be part of it, obviously, especially the England squad, and then obviously um, other squads as well. Uh, we might be seeing a lot of other players going like Kepa after the performances that he's had, Silva, Havertz, um, and then the England players as well. And Chalamet might be one of them as well, which I'm very excited for. Uh, but heading back into the Zagreb game, um, for me, just, just play players in the right position and give players time. I think Zakaria here, I'm going to mention him as well. This midfield against Brighton was was awful. If we're going to give those, that midfield a chance, we, should, we must give Zakaria a chance, give him at least, at least a start. Um, it's not going to cost you a lot in that because realistically, we we need to give players chances. Without, without those chances, we can't put them out. We, we want to give Chilwell a chance as well at this point because he hasn't had a lot of game time. So that's going to be something that Potter will be considering um, three big games after that coming up before the World Cup. So the last thing we want is players being injured and missing out on the World Cup. And I think a lot of those players have that in the back of their mind where they need to be careful in terms of what they do. And it's, it's time for us to pull up our socks, um, show the intensity that we we, sh- we have and, and you know create those character on the team because realistically there's no one in this team was leading the team forward or was really pushing the team and uh, making sure things are going right because right now a lot of it is going wrong and um, I know players people say back the manager but I'm not trying to say we need to get the manager out but we we can't really um, overlook the issues that we're facing every single game and whether that comes off as I'm against the manager or that comes off as someone who's just criticizing the team over the performances that they've had in the past few weeks is is up to, to the people to decide. I'm not going to try and argue on that one. Um, and it's just people's opinions against my own opinion. Um, no contract issue, uh, no contract situation with Kante. No no clue whether he's going to be signing something or not. There's not been a lot of talks about it with him and, and a lot of Premier League clubs or any other club, as a matter of fact. And Realistically, we do need a midfield. Uh, we need a midfielder this window, this January, or by next window. I mean, if Bowley really wants to show what he can do, then um, Declan Rice should be number one on that list, um, and we should be getting this quickly as possible. There should not be second doubts on it. We've paid a hundred plus million for someone like Pulisic, Havertz, eighty million, hundred ten million for Lukaku. I think we can splash a hundred and ten for Declan Rice if we really think he's worth it. Um, because we're not, this team isn't getting anywhere without a perfect midfield. And we really need to start thinking about defensive options again. Silva, Chal, not Chalva, Silva, um, Kulabali, Aspi, they're 30 plus. They're almost 30 plus. Kulabali's 29, 30 as well. Um, that, that's not going to last us five or six seasons. We're going to have to be looking for replacements. So, Yes, we've got youngsters in attack, and, and the issue is those youngsters are not performing. Pulisic, Havertz, Broya, Aubameyang, I mean, he's on the end of his career, but Sterling as well. We've just signed him, and he's lost He's lost right now in the position that we're playing him. And he's so used to the Man City situation, the ball coming to him, him, him being in behind the defence and just running at the goalkeeper and trying to create that pass or that shot on target. And... We can't have that at Chelsea because we don't have someone who can put, make those balls like like uh, Bernardo Silva used to do, like Kevin De Bruyne does for for for, uh, for Man City. So it's something that Chelsea will really have to look for. I know 
my review today is going to be probably something that's going to be um, a bit of me being angry, but a lot of me being down as well, because this is not a performance that I expected Chelsea to have. And it's it's one of those where you're left so frustrated that a lot of the times you don't know what to say because anything that you say won't change what's going to happen next game. And Salzburg is going to be one for look out for because I don't know why I have a bad feeling that that one might end bad, well, bad badly as well. And yeah, and, and it'll be hard for me to believe Bowley backs um, Potter. And I know this is a very, very early talk, but all that noise around Bowley backing Potter, no matter what, for the next three seasons, two seasons, is going to be a very far-fetched idea because that this team has gone through three managers realistically with a few changes and hasn't been much, hasn't, we haven't seen much. I mean, Lampard started this whole thing, Tuchel carried it on, that Champions League win, and now Potter, and we're still seeing the same Chelsea. We're still seeing the same Chelsea. There's no consistency, and I'm going to keep repeating this again and again and again, but yeah, I'll end it on that. Um, hoping Chelsea can perform well, but it might end up, it might not end well on the night as well. So um, thank you guys for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Um, let us know what your thoughts are because I want to know what everyone else is thinking and if there are any good reviews on on the comments or in the in the post and I'll I'll put put them on um feature on, on the YouTube channel on the next game. Make sure to follow all of our social media pages for the latest Chelsea news. Um, add us to your playlist on the podcast uh, on the audio platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure make sure you leave a like rating and we'll see you next time. Hopefully after a win against uh, South uh, against Zagreb and uh, hopefully with, with smiles and a, and a guest as well. So thank you very much and we'll see you next time.